Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roar Lions Radio, the Puck Podcast. It's been a while. I'm your host for today's episode, Nick Pollock, joined as always by my co-host Doug Lees and a Jacob. Jacob. I just combined Doug and Jacob into one name. And Jacob Cheris. Jacob, for that slight to your name, we'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Classes are uh, getting going. They've gone well so far. Uh, yes, it's been, it's been it's been pretty well. I'm looking forward to getting back into some Penn State hockey talk with you boys. Great. Good to hear. And Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, right before we started recording this pod, I... Uh... I, I had an assignment to do where I had to record like a five minute introduction video about myself for class. I went back to my camera roll after I did it. It recorded one second. So <laughs> I am, I am in just the, the best mood. I'm ready to go. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. That I've been, I've been rewatching um, Veep lately. Have either of you guys? Okay. No. I saw the first episode oh, you, and I, it didn't really make me want to watch anymore. All right. Well, first of all, highly recommend. I, okay. I, the first time I watched, it, I think we stopped a couple episodes into season six and now we're just going the whole way through there. I love like the office is my favorite show of all time. There is no show that makes me laugh harder than veep just consistently. Wow. It is absolutely <laughs> hysterical, but they, there's one episode where they have the classic, like, Oh yeah, I recorded this. And you find out that they hit the record button and then <laughs> stopped it when they were making right. it recorded. So same, same kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I just been, I just been playing chess. I watched the Queen's Gambit and I I just play chess now. It's all I do. My wife watched Queen's Gambit. I watched a little bit of it. It was seemed interesting. It didn't really grab me enough to stay in the room, but it was interesting enough. I thought Jacob, anything you've been watching lately? Let's just start off. Cobra, Cobra, Cobra Kai. You guys know Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, uh, family guy with, uh, my dad, uh, and kind of rewatching Stranger Things, you know, because I'm bored. Great. There's nothing yeah. good out of once. I want season four, both shows to come out. Now, <laughs> Jacob, this is an important question, though, because you are only a sophomore in college. Which Karate Kid did you see first? Uh, I saw the original one first. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I didn't see. I actually haven't seen any of the like sequels after but i do want to watch them at some point because i've been into cobra kai and it's really it's it was really good as long I've as never, you know, i've never seen the karate kid never seen the karate kid interesting <laughs> interesting okay well i've at, at least see the original before don't don't watch the one with was it jaden smith i think is in yeah the, don't watch I, that I one really watch like the one this. with ralph macchio and <laughs> williams i've got those guys yeah you got you got to watch the original no. You know what I did see? I watched Penn State hockey these last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, let's get into it. It's it's been a while since we've talked been since we've been here talking about Penn State hockey, you know, the holiday break and all that stuff kind of makes it difficult to get a real podcast schedule together, but hopefully we'll get back on a regular schedule here going forward. Uh but since the last time we talked, I believe the last podcast we did was right after they swept Arizona State with the pair of overtime wins. Uh, and since then, Penn State's been pretty steady. Uh, I'm just going to run through really quickly what the what the schedules looked like since then. Uh, since that sweep of Arizona State, they split a series with Michigan State on the road. They split a series with Ohio State on the road. They swept Michigan State at home. And then they split with Wisconsin and Notre Dame, both at home. Both of those games went to overtime. Um, and then they were going to play Michigan this week. I say this on Friday, February 5th. They were going to play Michigan, but that series was postponed, I believe, due to what it was COVID with uh, 
or, yeah, Michigan had a lot of COVID uh, cases. Yeah, testing cases and irregularities and whatever positives it came up to be with Michigan. Um, yeah, so a lot has happened. I think it's a great sign that Penn State over that over that stretch didn't get swept once. They either split or swept everyone they played, which is awesome. Um, and all of that has left Penn State at currently sitting fifth in the conference with 20 points. They're right behind Notre Dame, who's in fourth. Uh, with 21 Michigan's just ahead of them with 23 points Wisconsin has 28 and Minnesota's kind of running away that with this thing with 33 points they're sitting at 11 and three right now they're they're very good um, and then Ohio State and Michigan State right behind Penn State sixth and seventh with 16 and 15 points respectively in terms of individual play Right now, Alex Lamoge and Kevin Wall are leading the team with 16 points apiece. Lamoge has nine goals. Wall has eight. Uh, we'll talk about Kevin Wall a little bit. I, I've been really encouraged to see him get back into the scoring column because I was worried a little bit that um, he was going to be that guy that kind of scored when everything else was going wrong in the beginning of the season and never got the credit for playing well when the team started picking it up again, but we'll get to him. And then the other thing I wanted to point out was Oscar Audio is pretty clearly taking a stranglehold on the starting job. He now has 14 starts compared to Liam Soulier's four, and he currently has a 2.84 goals against average, much better than where he was, and an 8.97 save percentage. So, all in all, things for Penn State—they're on the up and up. So, I don't know. Just Jacob, why don't you start? Just give me some general takeaways from the last oh boy, two, four, six, eight, ten games since we last talked. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to start with really the Wisconsin series because it was a huge shock that they came out with the split because Wisconsin is really, really good. They got Cole Caulfield, who is the most, in my opinion, the most electrifying player in all of college hockey. He is that good and is going to become a really good NHL player. And they uh, split with them. They beat Wisconsin 5-4 to four in the second game. Then they get to Notre Dame and a huge loss for this team. Arnie Talvidia goes down. He's, he's injured. That's a huge loss because he's been playing really, really well. The thing that's uh, separating this team right now from where they were at the start of the season is that they're getting to the dirty, dirty areas of the ice. They're getting to the front of the net. They're still putting shots on that. They're getting those greasy goals because, uh, Nick, you talked about Wall. He had a weird goal from behind the goal line. They just threw it on net and it went off of Cameron Rowe, the Wisconsin goaltender, and in. Those are the goals you need to score at this down the stretch because this is when teams start to get hot. Penn State was supposed to play Michigan. Michigan is coming off of back-to-back sweeps. At the right time, they always get hot. So those are my biggest takeaways so far. Doug, how about you? Uh, my, my biggest takeaways have kind of been I'm kind of getting, trying to get a grasp on the narrative of what this team has been and what this team's going to be this season. And I think on our first couple podcasts this season, which were all, you know, in the first half of the year, and it's been a while since then, we're talking about how this is a very young team. And though they were losing a lot of games at the start of the season, they still had shown signs that they would be able to compete later in the year. And that is, that is true. And that's been the case. But what's been interesting is that the reasons I think are, not because of the ones that we, or at least I remember I predicted. Uh, It hasn't been the freshmen who have really gotten, in in many cases, it's not really the freshmen who have gotten better over the course of the season that have been carrying the team to uh, the wins in the last couple of games. 
Uh, it's been it's been Alex Lamoche and it's been Tim Doherty and it's been some of the veterans, Talvidia, like you mentioned, uh, and Kevin Wall, of course, the sophomore, right? Who who, I mean, is on a tear this year. Yeah. It's been those guys who have been uh, getting these wins in the last couple of games. So the team has improved, which is which is nice to see. But I'm surprised for the reasons why it it hasn't been you know these freshmen who are able to score in the beginning of the season. They haven't really progressed, at least on the stat sheet. Um, a lot of guys have been very quiet. A lot of guys have been playing, you know, in most or, or all the games and they have one or two goals or one or two or three points in the whole season. Um, what, what, what is also interesting to me is the goals allowed uh, column. If you look throughout the big 10, uh, Penn state by far leads the way in goals allowed with 56. Whereas every team ahead of them has 33, 32, 34, 22, uh, goals against, which is something we kind of knew. This is a very young defensive team for Penn State. The goalie situation is is not ideal, but that's that's a problem that I don't think is going to be solved overnight, and maybe not even be solved by next season when Minnesota is leading the uh, leading the conference and they've given up almost a third as many goals as Penn State. That's, yeah. that's been a major takeaway for me. Yeah, the Penn State is giving up 3.4 goals against per game. That really can't happen. Yeah, I would be interested to see that number if, and I, this isn't necessarily fair, but I would be interested to see that number if you take out that Wisconsin series early on where they lost 6-3 and 7-3. Um, but yeah, that that's a great point. And it's, in, in some ways, I think this team is, what we kind of predicted they'd be at the beginning of the year. They're, they're yeah. just going to have to be a team that outscores teams. They're not going to beat anyone defensively necessarily. But I, I, I like Doug that you mentioned how we kind of expected a, uh, a turnaround to coincide with the kind of the rise of the freshmen and the, just the younger players in general. And yeah, Kevin Wall is a younger guy and uh, Connor McMenamin and Connor McAkron have been good players as well so far too. But like you said, it's really been, it's really been fueled by Alex Lamoge, Tim Doherty, Arnie Talvidia. And I know, especially Alex Lamoge, we, he was really just starting to get it back on track in that Arizona state series. Last time we talked and he's been on fire since then. I know he, he netted this 50th career goal. He was just named a Hobie Baker nominee. He's been absolutely on fire. Uh, Jacob, I mean, what have you seen from Alex Lamoge that, I mean, cause in a lot of ways, his game looks the same as it always has, yeah. but I will say it seems like in the past, he's oftentimes in the past, especially on the power play has been the guy feeding the guy waiting down low. And this year he seems to be the guy in position to score those easy goals a lot more, which is interesting. Yeah. He's always at the front of the net with a stick on the ice, just waiting for um, those easy layup goals. But I think what's been better about him is his skating. He's moving his feet. Um, He's also moving the puck a lot better. But like I said, the main reason why Lamoge is having this many points is, again, like he he's getting to the dirty areas because most of his goals come from in front of the net, off of rebounds, getting those second and third chance opportunities. And he's been, like you said, by far their best player. And they needed him because at the start of the season, it really took time. Like he wasn't there compared to last season. I, I barely noticed him on the ice. But I think that was also a chemistry issue where, you know, your guy Godowski is juggling lines because he's having a new team. Penn State is kind of like right now, 
Minnesota last year. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because of Minnesota last year, they they were terrible at the start of the year, and then they tore it up, and they almost won the Big Ten. Penn State, I don't think it's they're not as good as Minnesota's was uh, down the stretch last year, but obviously they are better, and Lamoge is the reason for that. Would you say that Alex Lamoge has been the best overall player? Yeah, Jacob, I'll start with you. All right, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I honestly, I would probably say Kevin Wall. I like Kevin Wall skating a lot better. Um, and Kevin Wall has been consistent throughout the entire season because ever because every single series he makes things happen. Doug, how about you? Who's who's been the player that's been most impressive overall for you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely between those two. I think I'll go with Limoges um, because while Wall while Wall may be the better skater, um, I, I, I agree and I like the points you've been making about Limoges getting to the to the dirty areas. I think he not only is the leader because of the letter he's wearing on his chest, but he's the leader in the style that he plays. So, I mean, you can make it easy case for either of them or, or they can be one a and one B, but I'll, I'll go with Limoges. I think I like the way he's been playing and um, adding on the veteran aspect and the leadership that the, the team has, you know, entrusted him with. Um, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Could I interest either one of you in entering Arnie Talvidia's name into this conversation? Yeah, he, I mean, again, he got hurt, which was disappointing. He, he's he been really good as of late. Uh, he has six, seven goals, 13 or it, it seven seems, goals, six It assists. seems to me like he's been the main play driver on the power play too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been excellent on the power play. And he's also just throwing shots on that. He has that, he had that amazing snipe against Wisconsin that was, what, from the hash marks or, so, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to check his stats in his last couple of games because they've been really, really they've been they've been pretty good. He's he also leading the team right now in shot percentage. He's at one seven five. Okay, yeah. So the, and that's good. And that's the style that Guy Godowski likes to play. He he had three points in game two against Wisconsin. Uh two goals and one assist. But I would like to see him be more consistent in terms of getting uh, points because he if he doesn't if he returns next year he has to be a point per game player uh, because next year hopefully we have a full normal college hockey season and if that's the case he's got to be the guy to get on the stat sheet every night and really lead this team because I think the recruiting class next year will be better and Talvidia will be the guy to lead them. I think he'll be the honest, probably the uh, future captain of this team. So I think you make a good case for Arnie, but I, I don't know again, cause he got, he got hurt, man. We don't know the injury status. So right now it's Lamotion wall. I agree with that. I, I think, I think there's definitely that top tier of Lamotion wall. And then Talvidia is maybe by himself on the next tier. You can maybe make a case for Tim Doherty or, or someone else, but I think it's probably Talvidier. But my take on him, and I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts as well, but as far as anyone on the roster, Talvidier is either the only or maybe at least is the best uh, or has the best uh, pro future. I, I think he would be the best professional player out of anyone on this roster. Yes. Yeah, on this roster. If you're talking about overall Penn State talent, I would no, say yeah. Evan Barrett. Evan Barrett is the guy who 
could go to the NHL. But yeah, I I, I would agree with you there. Tavidi is definitely probably has the best chance at cracking an head or maybe an NHL roster in the future. It's gonna it's gonna be a while. I do feel like he's the one who's the he's already the most comfortable with playing the style of play that he would need to yeah. play in order to succeed in the NHL. Yes. And he won um, the gold medal with Finland uh, and yeah. at the WJC he was the captain. So he knows how to take on uh, the, he knows how to play well on at the big stage at the. He also uh, has the benefit pro of, level. He also has the benefit of already have been being drafted by the devils. Right. So he already yeah, had kind right. of like name recognition. The devils aren't in good shape right now. The Devils are not in good shape. Um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of guys in college hockey who can score because of just how college hockey's played. Um, you know, Andrew Sturtz and Dennis Smirnov are are perhaps such players, maybe Limoges even a little bit. Just the way college hockey works, players like that have a huge advantage and can put up a ton of points. Um, but as we've seen with Smirnov and Sturtz, they're, they're trying to kind of carve out a pro career for themselves. Whereas guys who, you know, play Talvidia style – not as flashy in college, but the way they score and the way they play overall, uh, I think maybe projects them to be uh, more successful in professional hockey. Yeah, I think the other two obvious names there in that conversation are Lamoge and Wall. Wall also, obviously, the benefit of being drafted by the Hurricanes. I think the problem with Wall is that he's not going to be fast enough to do what he's, his speed is not enough to do what he does to college teams mm-hmm. to do. Hmm, I'm not wording this. You know what I'm saying, though. His speed is not enough I hear what you're saying. Yeah. to do he's, to NHL teams what he does. And to he college. was also a six-round pick and coming yeah. – a six-round pick, a guy from Penn State. Like, it's I like, you know, he's not going to get a lot of NHL time, you know, because Penn yeah. State isn't that program where it's like the Minnesotas, the Michigans, the Wisconsins, the teams like that that produce NHL players. My initial thought on Limoges too is kind of similar. It's he's he's just not quite fast enough. He's not quite big yeah. enough. But I think the thing working in Limoges' favor is that he's he has found success in different ways through his Penn State career. So he does have some versatility. So maybe that is a bit of an advantage for him there in that regard. I I still think Talbot is probably the most the most well cut out to play in the yeah. NHL at some point. Right? I would say he's your prototypical two-way forward in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, quick heads up. I'm going to ask you guys a question later on at some point in the show about what is your favorite stat to this point in the year on Penn State's team. So when you're not answering a question, take a take a second to look over the statue because I didn't prepare you for that. Um, but Jacob, I'm going to go to you for this next question. Who would you say is the most surprising player on the team so far? Either good or bad. Um, looking at the roster, honestly, probably, um, probably Tim Doherty. You know, I I, I knew that he he was going to be really good because of what he did in Maine. I'm pretty, I don't know, he got some Player of the Year award or or, or something like that. And he led but the I team thought, in points there too, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So, and obviously the. Big Ten hockey is different from Hockey East, and the teams, I don't know, aren't as good. It's not Atlantic. It's not like Atlantic hockey where every team stinks. Um, but, yeah, he's third on the team in points right now. And he's playing on the first line because I figured guys like McMenamin, who's supposed to have these big years, were going to be ahead of him. 
Uh, and same Le- with leads the team in assists too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say he's my biggest surprise. And also Jimmy Dowd. I, I love Jimmy Dowd. He's a great puck moving defenseman. He leads all the freshmen in points right now. Um, yeah, those, those guys are both of those, in my opinion, are probably the big uh, two biggest surprises uh, for this team. How about you, Doug? Uh, I'll go with Paul DeNaples, um, the guy who we expected to be the number one defenseman, stepped in and, you know, all right. He, he's no Cole Holtz, which I think we knew, but even so, he's, he's relied on a lot. <laughs> This should be a video so we saw what uh, so everybody could see what Nick just no, did. No, I, I have been. There are a lot of podcasts that post their video uh, on YouTube also. I think I might do that for this one. All right. Uh, but, but Paul Naples has been relied on to be the guy. But, you know, as we said earlier, Penn State's defense as a whole has got a lot of, a lot of issues. So to not even have that top pairing be relied on to at least – not be bad to, to be good at all. Penn State doesn't have a pairing and that kind of starts with the Naples. So he's, he's a player who's regressed and a lot of it has to do with not playing with Cole Holtz anymore. Yeah. But Penn State is, is a, is a very sorry defensive team and uh, their number one defenseman would maybe be like a number four at best on most other big 10 teams. So that's, that's surprising in a, in a bad way. Yeah, I agree with that. The Naples is my choice for, surprisingly disappointing also uh i mean plus minus is far from a perfect statistic but it's not great to see the guy who's supposed to be your top defenseman yeah. sitting in a minus six uh, and i also haven't really liked the performances of uh evan bell either he his decisions with the puck have not been very good uh he's had a couple of bad turnovers he's being careless with it at the blue line uh so that that's my biggest down player for sure that's again 100 on gadowski for not playing bell and snell together that's that's on him yeah. <laughs> they've they should always be on the ice at the same time uh yeah I, and i think uh jacob you mentioned uh jimmy dowd jr who i was going to talk about next year for the best freshman so far this season i think it's easily easily jimmy dowd um and you were so sold on westcott you know, I, I still I still think Westcott has a really good chance to be the best freshman of this class eventually. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested. I mean, not that we'll ever know, but I'm, I'm sure the injury is probably still... I mean, yeah. it, it derailed him at a pretty significant point in time, I would say. Um, maybe we'll see him get back to the level he was at before, but I do still really like Jared Westcott. But yeah, I think it has to be Jimmy Dowd. Uh, Christian Sarlo, I think has been pretty good. Also, he's been playing a lot with, uh, Limoges and Darty, which is, which is fun. It's, it's a good thing to have a freshman playing on that line. But, uh, Doug, how about you? Who do you, who do you think has been the best freshman to this point? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those two guys, uh, dad and Sarlo have, have been playing a lot of minutes and playing, you know, fine. Uh, I'm surprised that some of the freshmen who started the year, uh, playing well, or at least who were. You know, other freshmen who were very highly regarded coming into the year haven't been playing their best. Uh, Xander Lampa is one who, who comes to mind. I had really high hopes to him, really high hopes for him when he committed to Penn State and at the start of the season. But he, he's, he's obviously a guy who's going to need another year or two to become a, a very productive college hockey player. And I still think he has a high ceiling. But, yeah, it's definitely Dowd or Sarlo. I think probably Dowd to have at least another – somewhat competent defenseman back there is a big deal. I think he had, he has a more important role to the team than uh, Christian Sarlo. 
we need Xander Lampa to go on to bigger things in his career, if for no other reason than every time he scores in Pagula so they can play X, go and give it to you. Jacob, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, wait, are you talking about the... Uh, tell freshman? me a little more. Tell me a little more about Jimmy Dowd. Why you think he's? Yeah, best. I mean, he's he's gonna be when Phillips graduates this year. He's gonna be the next quarterback of the power play, which has been really good. It's top ten in the country right now, and this kind of segues into your question that you were gonna ask us later um, about which stat is the best and worst. And the best, obviously, is the power play. Uh, they are. Let me pull up my assist. You're telling me that's your favorite stat and you don't even have the numbers? No, <laughs> hold on. Oh, I got it. They're 10 right now. They're 23.5. Um, that's the 10th best in the country. So that's really good. And they've been good at the past few games too. Yeah, it's it seems like a yeah, they've if it, it yeah. feels like a lot a big percentage of their goals recently have been coming on the power play, which is yeah. great. Um but yeah, Dowd is a typical, he's a great puck moving defenseman. I remember I asked Gadowski about, uh, about him one time and he said, he just gets it. You know, you can't really teach, uh, you can't really teach those things. His high hockey IQ, the way he sees the ice, the way he can uh, throw a long, I guess, stress, stretch pass. And it, it's really uh, quick. He could find guys really easily. And that's what this, team needed out of Clayton Phillips and he really hasn't done that so how about any other any other big individual takeaways I think Sternstein's been a little better than than the uh, really bad oh yeah Sternstein has been underwhelming like he's supposed to be a top line guy scoring he only has you know do you know do you know that you just cut Doug off to just diametrically disagree with what he was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I said Sternstein's playing better. You said that's the worst take I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. He's, he's, he's by no means having a good season, by no means having a good season, but he was, he was, he was not, not good at all. I mean, very bad at the start of the year, start of the season. Now he's creeping up to like almost half a point a game. And that's, that's kind of the point I'm making. Not good, not good, but, uh, you know, he's yeah. not, he's not, uh, he's not bad. Yeah. And he's taking way too many penalties. He, yes. he, I think he took like three penalties that one game against Notre Dame or, or, or something like that. It was one, it was either Wisconsin or Notre Dame. I think it was Notre Dame. It looks like he has three on the season. So I guess those are all, in I think all, game. yeah, those were all in one game <clears throat> and that, that can't happen. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Sternstein also is tied for worst on the team in plus minus. Again, imperfect, but he and uh, Christian Berger both sitting on minus ten. Not great. Um, so moving on, let's let's go back to kind of the larger picture here and state of the team. Both at the beginning of the year and kind of when we reassessed after the first eight games, uh, we were all kind of feeling that like fifth, sixth was a pretty good prediction, a pretty good spot for what Penn state is and what they will be over the course of the season. Um, Like I said before, right now they're sitting in fifth, but they're only three points out of being in third. Do you still feel like they're going to settle in around that fifth, fifth, sixth spot in the conference or considering the kind of glut that's forming in the middle of the conference, do you think they could 
sneak up into that top three. What do you think, Jacob? No, I, I, I don't see them sneaking in the top three because of the um, three teams that are heating up. Minnesota, I don't think anyone's catching them. They have declined a bit, but so I don't think anyone's catching them. Wisconsin's on a hot streak. Michigan, back-to-back sweeps. I don't think anyone's catching them. It's either the most that Penn State can get really is fourth. So that's why, like, if you're a Penn State hockey fan, you should be rooting for Minnesota because no one's going to catch them. And they could play spoiler for other teams. And Penn State, I guess, can get a top two spot if Wisconsin, Michigan, Notre Dame, they all lose, which I don't think is going to happen. So, yeah, I still see them in fifth or sixth. I don't see them in last for sure. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody refer to the number one overall team beating other teams as playing spoiler before. Well, I mean, interesting application of that term. I mean, normally I would say that about Michigan State because they're they because they're they're so well rounded defensively. Uh, but yeah, I I don't Minnesota can play I guess spoiler for the bottom tier teams because <laughs> if the bottom tier teams keep winning, you know, and the top ones keep losing to Minnesota, then uh, do, you, do you also it just think- becomes a track meet. Do you also think that the Yankees play spoiler to the Orioles in September? Well, I'm not really a big baseball <laughs> fan. I mean, I'm a Nationals fan, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Doug, uh, what, think, what, I, do you, what do you think? Well, I, I, I think we got to watch out. We're recording this on a Saturday or Friday, February 5th. I think we got to watch out for the Chiefs to play spoiler this coming Sunday to the Bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Am I getting am I getting railed by my words? <laughs> I just I thought that that was a there was a, a fun uh, <laughs> turn of logic, and I okay. like it, and I like it. Um, Nick, what was your question? I won't tweet that. Penn State is I won't the... tweet that. Do you, do, you think, do you think Penn State's going to continue to settle in around fifth, sixth in the conference, or do you think that they can still move up uh, as the season goes on here? Uh, no, I, I think fifth, fifth is right. I think Penn State, I mean, they obviously could get hot, but I don't really think they will. Uh, especially because the teams coming up are Ohio State, who you know they'll, they'll probably split with or maybe sweep, but it won't make a difference because Penn State's ahead of Ohio State. Then they have to play Michigan, Minnesota, and Notre Dame again, which you know they will lose most of those games, I, I expect. So I think Penn State's pretty much settled in at fifth, and we've seen a lot of their identity. They can beat Wisconsin. They have once out of four tries. They beat Michigan state three out of four times. And I think that's kind of, that's the idea. It's, it's nice when Penn state, if Penn state sweeps somebody, they probably won't. And they might get swept or they might be competitive against the better teams. And I realized I just, I said nothing that take means nothing. They can beat <laughs> teams and lose to others, but yeah, fifth, fifth is about right. They're going to win some of their games and lose the ones they don't win. Do um, and have, I'm sorry. <laughs> do we have, um, <laughs> I don't believe we do. Have we heard anything about when the Michigan series might be rescheduled for yet? Not that I know. There is pretty limited time. Yeah. I mean, you're really, your only option is right now. The regular season finale is set for March 6th. and the big 10 tournament set to start March 18th. I imagine that that gap was probably put in place for this exact purpose. Um, So, but I, I am curious I am curious if it's rescheduled after Notre Dame, I think that kind of changes the equation for me because as long as things kind of continue to play out the way they are, I think Penn state 
could sneak into that four spot if that last series is against Notre Dame, who is presumably the team that will be right ahead of them. Um, But if they have to play Michigan at the end, I'm a little worried about that because at that point, I think Michigan's going to be rolling pretty good with that really talented freshman class. Um, Yeah. I, overall, I agree. I think, I think fifth is a good sweet spot for what, what they are. Um, and that would put them playing the four seed in the first round of the Big Ten tournament anyway. So it re- at that point, it really doesn't matter since the games are, I believe, all going to be. Um, are those are all of those all those, at Notre Dame? They all say Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, there won't be fans, so not that that matters. But um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, so I just want to take a brief look before we get into our fun favorite stats. Just a brief look ahead, and Doug, you kind of started touching on a little bit and. Jacob, you mentioned the teams they have coming up as well. Uh, next four series, Ohio State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Notre Dame. Uh, the first three of those all at home, Notre Dame on the road. Are we thinking that it's it's just going to be splits the rest of the way with the exception of a probable sweep uh, playing Minnesota? We'll start with you, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. I think they can. Um, they, you said they played Arizona State. They play Arizona State coming up. They yeah they have yes. Ohio State, Arizona yeah, yeah. State, Minnesota, Notre Dame. So that's a one series where I could see where Penn State sweeps. I don't see them splitting Minnesota. I think Minnesota comes in and sweeps them. But Minnesota has they were swept by Notre Dame, which was a huge shock. Um, and then Penn State versus Notre Dame that could go either way. Really, um, they can sweep them because both games have gone into overtime and Penn. State State has really kind of, you know, outplayed them at times. So, yeah, I, I think splits all the way with maybe a sweep uh, for Arizona State. Doug, you basically already said this, but I assume you basically agree with that. Yeah, pretty much. I think, you know, Penn State will sweep Arizona State, get swept by Minnesota, uh, toss up with Notre Dame, toss up with Ohio State. Ohio State's a team where I think Penn State is definitely better than, but Ohio State hockey always plays Penn State tough. So, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I kind of see that in the way that Penn State's usually good for at least one win against Minnesota every year. Right. Um, it, I think it kind of works the same. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually split all four of these series, um, maybe five, considering what happens with the Michigan series whenever that ends up happening. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just a hunch, but I, I don't see Penn State losing all four to Minnesota. I think they sneak one in there. Maybe it's an OT win or something, but I think they get one. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at with the hockey team. They've been they've been playing a lot better. They still have a still have some work to do if they want to fa- position themselves more favorably favorably for the Big Ten tournament. But overall, I think this team has either exactly performed the way we thought they were or arguably been slightly better than they would have we would have thought they'd been to this point do you guys agree with that better than i thought yeah 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 i would say so the one thing and i have to show this out that that has been not great is a penalty kill penalty kill is i believe 39th in the country and for a team that and even though they take the fifth least penalties per game which is three per game still that can't happen um, and most of the penalties have been hooking, tripping guys, penalties where players don't move their feet. So that's uh, one downside so far from this team. But other than that, things have gotten a lot better for them. So let's move on to 
our favorite stats now. Jake, have you already shared yours? Doug, did you find a stat that is your favorite from this season? I found two. First, well, I found like six, but first, uh, Clayton Phillips, 25 penalty minutes. You need a guy like that. That's awesome. Every, everybody else, I'm just scrolling through the elite prospects here. You got two penalty minutes, four, two, 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 25. You need a guy <laughs> like that. Uh, eat up all the time in the box. Go Clayton Phillips. I'm his biggest fan. Uh, my other favorite stat. Now, are you are you familiar with the, you know Club Trillion and everything in basketball? Club it's, Trillion. It's, Club Trillion. So it's um, when a guy you look at the stat sheet and it's like one zero 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 zero. Oh, okay, okay. One game played and did nothing. So there's a couple of those on Penn State's roster, and I love it. So you know, shout out to the overlooked guys, Kenny Johnson, Max Sov, and then the goalie William Holtforster. <laughs> game played, no goals, no assists. No points, no penalty minutes. Uh, Holt Forster, zero, zero, zero goals against, zero, zero, zero uh, save percentage. So just one game played, and they're just skating around out there, just vibes. Excellent. Playing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. So that, shout out those guys. I love that stat. Excellent. My favorite stat is, all right, so first of all, I'll let you guys guess who's leading the team in shots right now. Arnie. No. Wall. It's, it's Wall. Um, Kevin Wall has 96 shots on the year. The next highest is Alex Lamoge with 57. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, they actually they actually track that. Yeah, it's it is a hilarious discrepancy between first and second. It's oh man, I love Kevin Wall. He's he is the he is the quintessential Penn State hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> it's James Harden. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Well, I think we should get out of here. Uh, We're not going to do a specific preview of Ohio state right now. Um, That game is not scheduled uh, to take place until Friday, February 12th. So a whole week away. Uh, So we will do our best to get back here before then and do a little preview of that. Um, But yeah, Penn state hockey, good place overall. I think we're all pretty pleased with what's happened. Um, And there's definitely a path forward. <clears throat> we touched on the freshmen briefly about how they necessarily haven't taken the steps we would like. And perhaps that's a negative sign for what could be coming in the future, but we will break all that down at the end of the season when we have a full body of work to look at. So any final thoughts from either of you guys? No, I'm, I mean, February 12th, I'll be on the way to state college. Cause that's when I go back. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this team can do down the stretch. Hopefully, I'm hopeful that they don't split each series because that's not what you want on the stretch. You want to be consistent, uh, but we'll see how things play out. Doug, any final and, thoughts? Uh, so we're going to publish this in a couple of days, but so this this may not be news to everybody. But Matt Flip just put in our Slack: Will Levis to Kentucky. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, to get a breakdown oh. on that, Chief, Chiefs or Bucks? Chiefs or Bucks? Um, oh, Chiefs, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I don't want Brady to win another one. As long as I win at least one quarter for my squares that I'm in, I don't really care. Yep. But I'm feeling good because I got seven seven. I'm feeling nice. good about that. Nice. This is a. I said. A, uh, this is a big I, pot too. I got tails on the coin toss uh, over 159 on the uh, national anthem and red Gatorade at the end. I will still <laughs> never forget. I think it was it last year. I think it was for the anthem. 
where I use Bovada for my betting because I live in Washington and I can't use DraftKings or FanDuel or any of those. <clears throat> and uh, I forget what the time was. And I forget even who sang the anthem last year. It may have been a year, year prior anyway. But they technically, they said that whoever was singing it said brave twice at the end. And they really held out the last one. <laughs> But they oh, counted wow. the first brave as, as the end of the song, which ended like a second earlier than I needed to. And the whole night I was sitting there thinking, well, I won this bet. Why hasn't this come through yet? And <laughs> then I saw that and I was just furious. So I will never bet on the anthem length again, just out of um, out of principle. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I respect that. And I definitely understand. I got the Gatorade color two years in a row, though. Nice. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a hot streak there. Nice, nice. I love... <clears throat> things like uh things like the science of the gatorade color and things like uh if you guys know bud elliott he always he does the scientific breakdown of when recruits announce where they're going based on hat location i love stuff like, <laughs> i love stuff like that yeah. but we need to get out of here to read fun stuff like that to read about will levis to kentucky to read about the hockey team make sure you visit roarlinesroar.com keep up with all our great coverage make sure you're following rlr blog on twitter on instagram um, we post a lot of updates there as well. If you want to support the site, please go ahead and visit our store on rowlinesrow.com, Storeline Store. You can buy some wonderfully comfortable sweatshirts, t-shirts, all that fun stuff. And make sure that if you like the podcast, you're subscribed. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple. Uh, that helps us get it, get us into more ears of more ears who are interested in Penn State and Penn State hockey in general. Uh, but you can also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher pocket cast overcast iHeartRadio, every every single podcast that's out there podcast services out there you can find us uh so for myself nick Pollock, for my co-host jacob charis and doug leeson thanks for listening go state our theme song is anita bake by came you can find more of their music on soundcloud i can't do it on my own but i need my space i just want to see